Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. Good to see my church family. Missed y'all last week. I want to say a, a big good morning and welcome to our online audience. Thank you so much for joining us online. We have a beautiful church online, very faithful uh, to join us online. Again, like I said, I missed you last week. I loved getting some time off or being away, but I don't like being away. So uh, that's what happens when you love your church as much as I do, and I thank you for who you are, and I appreciate you. So uh, welcome to summer, ready or not, amen? We're in it. And so what I like to do in the summer is... um, I love to do psalms of summer where we pick a psalm and we just break it down. And uh, it, it's always a little choppy because there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the summer. But, but I want to begin today uh, with Psalm 23. I think it's the richest of all psalms. There's 151 to pick from. And 23 is beautiful. I love it. It's power packed full of a whole lot of stuff. Uh, I will not finish today. So if you're thinking, well, there's six verses, we could be here a while. I'm only going to do half. Okay, so I hope that helps your listening. Okay, I'm only gonna do half. I'm gonna do the other half uh, July 4th. July 4th uh, is a Sunday. We will do communion and baptism on that Sunday, and I wanna build the second half of Psalm 23 around communion. You'll see that when we get to it on July 4th. But today I wanna do first through th- uh, verses one through three, but I do wanna read the whole Psalm. So if you have your word, grab your Bible. If you're online, grab a word. Uh, Follow with me, Psalm 23. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's a beautiful psalm. Some of you know that psalm you, I mean, you were introduced to that psalm maybe from your mom or your grandmother, but that is a gorgeous psalm, power-packed psalm. Some say that the Psalm 23 is the capsule of David's life, and it may or may not be, but it's a beautiful psalm. I wanna break it down. I wanna go verse by verse. Look at verse one, the A part, the first part. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Can I introduce to you the biggest question here this morning? That is it. Is the Lord my shepherd? Is the Lord my shepherd? You cannot answer that for anybody else. You, as a husband, you can't answer that for your wife. Wife, you can't answer for her husband. 
Parents, you can't answer for your children. You can't do that. The Lord is my, my shepherd. That is the big question this morning. Is the Lord my shepherd? Is he? I'm, I'm a sheep, but do I know the shepherd? What I'm saying to you is this. Has there been a time in your life that you cried out to God as a sinner who needs a Savior, who needs Jesus? Has there been a time in your life that you have cried out to God and said, God, I need you to save me. I'm a mess. I'm lost. I can't see. I have no peace. I have no hope. I don't know where I'm going. I need you, my Savior, to come and save me and make me new. Has there been a time in your life you've done that? Nicodemus went to Jesus at night. Well, because he was a chicken, number one. But number two, he went to Jesus at night because he knew there was something different, so he sought him out, all right? And he asked Jesus what there is about you. Jesus said, listen, Nicodemus, here's the deal. Don't be fooled. You must be born again. You're born once of water from your mom, praise the Lord, and you're born the second time of the Spirit, praise Jesus, all right? You gotta have two birthdays. If you're sitting in the room today and you say, my birthday was September 8, 1965, then there better be another birthday, whatever that is, that says that's my birthday spiritually. There's been a time I've been born again because if you've been born again, you know him as your shepherd. You're now his sheep, and he knows you. He knows your name. I want you to go to John chapter 3, verse 16. Many of you know it by heart. Jesus said that he loves us so much that he gave his son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. I'm looking at a whole bunch of whosoever's. He doesn't want you to remain a whosoever. He wants you to come to forever, ever live again with him. He wants salvation to come to whosoever. He loves you, whosoever you are. What you look like, smell like, act like, like, dress like, talk like, chew like, doesn't matter. He said, whosoever, whosoever, wherever you are, no matter what your skin color, I love you. That's what Jesus said. I love you so much, he threw his arms back, they nailed him to a cross, and he said, I did it for you because you can't do it for you. He's a spotless lamb of God that was without sin, without blemish. He took our sin, and he bore them on a cross called Calvary. Why? Because they ran him down like a dog? No. Because they captured him with a net? No. Because he let them. He let them because he loves you. He did what we could not do. He paid a price and he gave his life so we could what? Be born again and be called the son of God. Everyone that calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Everyone that calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Not everyone who calls church their home will be saved. Going to church does not make you a Christian. Doesn't make you saved. I mean, You've heard it before, going to McDonald's doesn't make you a french fry or a happy meal, amen. You, it doesn't work like that. I, just because I say in a sentence I'm a, I wanna be an NFL player doesn't mean I'm going to be an NFL player. I can say I am a Christian, but if, I, if Jesus doesn't echo back, yes, you are, my child. 
It says in Romans that his spirit will testify to your spirit that you're born again. I want you to flip over to John chapter 10. I want you to see it in a different way. John chapter 10, look at verses three and four. The watchman opens the gate for him. And the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out his own sheep, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him. Why, you might ask? Because they K-N-O-W his voice. Sheep know the shepherd's voice. I want you to flip one page if your Bible's like mine. Look at verse 14. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep. And watch this, it's twofold. My sheep know me. So none, it, there's no doubt. No doubt. He knows his sheep, and his sheep, if asked the same question, know the shepherd. There's no, there, there's no confusion. There's no, I hope so. There's, so, there's no, I think so. There's, there's no, I, I, think it's, I think it's gonna go my way. I'm trying, preacher. I'm doing my best. No, you don't have to do squat. He already did it. You don't have to do anything so no man may boast. Salvation is a free gift from God. Free gift. If you could earn your way there, if you could do something to get there, why in the world? They have to brutally kill him on a tree. If I could do it, why do they do that to Jesus? I can't do it. But because of what they did to Jesus, he made a way for me. First question on the table before you ever read this sweet little grandmother psalm is, is he your shepherd? Friends, you, you can't benefit from anything we're about to read if you don't know him as your shepherd. Do you understand that? I love you, but listen to me. Just because you think that's a neat psalm, just because you agree with that, just because you've, you, you like it doesn't mean it's you. Please don't leave here today if there is doubt in your mind of whether or not he knows your name. If he calls your name, do you hear his voice? You hear his voice, why? Because he speaks through the Holy Spirit. And when you get saved, the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of you. So the Holy Spirit will say back to the maker, name the Holy Spirit. He'll speak your name, and you'll speak it right back. Because the Holy Spirit speaks to you, and the Holy Spirit answers you inside. That's how it works. The Holy Spirit can't answer something that's not there. Look at the second half of one. I shall not be in want. Hmm. That's a great question to ask America. We look like a country in want. Never satisfied. Always chasing. Let me ask you a question. Psalm 23 says, I will never be in want. Meaning the sheep will never be in want. Can I ask the sheep a question? I'm asking myself. I wrote it down. Who is my provider? 
Who's your provider? Where you work, you can be gone like that. Your provider is not where you work. Your provider is not your mom or dad. Your provider is not anything but Jesus. The shepherd will always take care of his sheep. The shepherd will never, ever, ever leave his sheep. You will never grow hungry. You will never grow thirsty. You always will be connected to whom? The shepherd. You are a sheep. He is your shepherd. That We've answered that already, right? He, he is your provider. He is your provider. Look at it in Scripture. Go to James. Don't take my word for it. Take the word for it. Look at James 1. Look at verse 17. I want to begin in 16. Please go to 16 first. 16, then 17. Verse 16, James 1. Do not be deceived, my dear brothers. Can I help you or something? What he told Nicodemus when Nicodemus came to him was, do not be fooled. Do not be misled. Don't be tricked. There is no other way but through me. Jesus says here, do not be deceived. Don't be tricked. Don't be smoked. Don't let somebody smoke your chili. Don't, don't let that happen to you. Look at verse 17. Every good, every good, every good and perfect gift comes down, comes from above. Coming down from the heavenly Father, the heavenly Father of lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. Where does my good come from? He comes from a good father. Where, my God is my provider. Listen to me. You've got to flush your mind right now with any thought that anybody else, anything else is your provider except your father. Don't, don't be misled. Don't be deceived. Every good and perfect gift comes down from heaven above. You say, well, not all the gifts are good. There's all this bad stuff in my life. Trust him. He'll turn beauty from those ashes, my friend. I want you to go over to Psalm 73. Go to Psalm 73. A couple of verses, 25 and 26. Psalm 70, 73 25 and 26, whom have I in heaven but you? It's a great question. And earth has nothing I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Forever, amen? He is my God. He is my provider. I have no other provider. We live in a country where we are printing money on paper we don't own to send the people to make it look like they're getting provided by the government. Listen to me. The government will never, ever, 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 ever be your provider. And don't you sit there and get your chili smoked like Wolf Brand, baby. That is not the case. I'm sorry. This world is jacked up and messed up. Quit looking for the world to satisfy you, sheep. Because you've got a shepherd and his name is Jesus. I'm telling you. I, man, I, I heard for people. Because people are absolutely, they're being deceived, man. They're being blinded. They've got this false provider set up. And they think this world, just because they were hatched in it, is just going to come begging and falling at their feet and make them happy. No, 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 no. No. 
This world is not your home, sheep. You're just passing through, man. And your provider will never be this world. And as long as you think this world is gonna be there to provide for you, to make you happy, you're gonna be miserable, I promise you. You'll never get enough, never. It's just next, 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 next. It never stops. Because salvation and, 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 and your provider, he, 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 he said in, in, in John 4, he told the woman at the well, you, you come to me, you drink from my fountain, my fountain becomes a fountain inside of you that never runs dry, amen. The world gonna run dry. The world run dry. Jesus said, I'll never run dry. Never run dry. Matthew 6, should be our goal in life is this verse right here. Every day, this is what we need to do. But seek you first, his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to me as well. How much energy, how much effort, and how much time do we do and spend trying to create the world that we want instead of trusting the shepherd to provide the world that we need? I'm telling you, he knows what the sheep need. Quit running around, losing your mind, going crazy, manipulating things to work out for your happiness. When joy comes in the morning and it comes from the Lord, it never runs out. If you chase after Jesus with the same effort and energy that you chase after the world's happiness, you're gonna be a lot more satisfied. This world cannot do that for you, man. So here's the question off verse one. Do you really trust God? Do you really trust the shepherd? You'll never find a sheep that doesn't trust him. I'm just telling you. Do you trust God? Really trust God. I see these signs in people's yards, God's in control. Just because I stick a sign in my yard doesn't mean that's true in my life. Just because I have a bumper sticker, just because I honk if I love Jesus doesn't mean it's true. Do you really trust him? Verse two says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. Hmm. Nothing better for a sheep than green pastures, amen. John 15 says it this way, abide in me, remain in me. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Psalm 63, five says this, my soul mm, will be satisfied as with the riches of food, with seeing lips, my mouth will praise you. <laughs> Woo! Is that you? Is that me? This world hard to sing in, brother. Easy to cuss in, hard to sing in, amen? It'll mess you up. You look at it too long, jack you up. Start messing with you. Fix your eyes on your shepherd. His presence, my friend, is the greatest thing in the world. Nothing better than the presence of the Lord. Nothing better. Paxton said it this morning. Nothing better. Nothing better than the presence of the Lord, man. The greatest place, the place of all places, is the presence 
of the Lord. When you get into his presence and you just ask him, when you walk into his presence, you say, God, I want you to rain. Rain down on me, man. Rain down. Holy Spirit, rain on me. Holy Spirit, rain on me. You better put your hands out like a cup and catch it. There are some people at me looking at me as the people online right now. You are parched dry. You have chased this world, and this world is starving you out. And what you need is a big old downpour of Florida raindrops like a concussion on your head. Just water your life. Like dry and weary bones, dry and weary land. Just let him water you, man. Walk into his presence and throw your arms out wide and say, God, through the Holy Spirit, God, will you rain down on me? Because when you do that, you've seen those big pastures, man, when God rains on them, that grass will grow a foot overnight. And then big old cows would be out there just eating and slopping that stuff up, man. I've told you before, I've, I've been across those traveling, I've been across fields, man. They're so thick and green. Those poor cows out there, dude, they've eaten so much, they can't even stand on them poor little legs anymore. They lay down, but that grass is so stinking good, and they don't want to share it. They don't want nobody else to have it. They start eating, laying down. <laughs> They're eating, laying down. They can't even get up. Why can't we be with them? Why can't we do that? Man, I'm telling you, your invitation. See, there's a big old table called the banqueting table of the Lord, and he serves up good every day, man. Every sunrise is an invitation to the table of the Lord. And can I tell you that because of Jesus, and only because of Jesus, you got a nameplate. And you can pull that chair up, Pick up your fork, knife, and spoon, and all you can eat buffet right there, baby. But too many people walk past their chair every day. They know him as a shepherd. They know they're his sheep, but they think, I got this. I'm fine. No, you're not fine. You're dry and you're weary, and you need to God to rain from heaven on your life through the Holy Spirit and you need to feast from his banqueting table because you're starving to death. And a starving man becomes a desperate man, and a starving man, even sheep, will eat from the world where he shouldn't be eaten. Sheep are not wandering around. They're not, they're not looking around. They're not bored. They're not tempted. Shepherd takes care of that. Shepherd says, even when one of them walk off, I'll leave all 99 and go get the one. Amen. I'm looking at some that have been that one. Sheep are full. Sheep are satisfied. Sheep are content. Sheep aren't anxious. Sheep aren't lacking. And sheep are at peace. They're at peace, man. Are you? Right now. You're joining me online, wherever you are. Would you say, Pastor, I'm, I'm at peace. I have peace in my life. You have peace in your life if you know Jesus. If you don't know Jesus as your Savior, you don't have peace. You don't have peace. Second half of two is this. He says, he leads me beside quiet waters. Jesus said, be still. 
You may be a mom in here, you're like, quiet is the greatest word in the history of America, all right? You may need some quietness. You may need Calgon to take you away, but what you really need to take you away is Jesus, amen? Jesus said, I will lead you through those tall, lush, green pastures to quiet waters. Let me tell you a little bit about what a shepherd must do. Most of the time, water is moving. And when water is moving, sheep are scared. They don't like that. They get a little skittish about that stuff. So what a shepherd does, and he knows this, he takes the stones in the creek and he dams up the water so he can quiet the water. So his sheep will come to quiet water And sheep that are timid, scared, and fearful will trust the shepherd to drink. If he doesn't dam it up and leaves it moving, sheep won't move to move in water. Why? Sheep are made of what? Wool. You ever got wool wet? Sink. Boy, it'll sink so quick like a quarter in a deep end. It's gone. Then you got to find somebody you really don't like to go dive for it. And if he gets it, he gets it. If he doesn't, he doesn't. right. Listen to me, sheep aren't gonna go up there if that water's moving, man, because they could be in it and down. So the shepherd dams it up and he quiets it. Some of us in this room, it's been a long time, man, since we've eaten from his table and we drink from his quiet waters. And that's why you're tired, thirsty, and you're tempted to look somewhere else to satisfy you, but That's a lie. Don't be deceived. Let the shepherd quiet your waters, and then you get down, and you scoop it up, and you drink it. And guess what, my friends? You can stay as long as you want. There's no hurry. There's no hurry. Some of you in here are so dry and so weary and so hungry, you don't even know it. Some of you are that way because you don't know the shepherd. You've been trying to do it on your own, and you're tired. Today is a day of salvation. Don't leave this house if you don't know him because you're at a good place. Some of you have got to quit trying to feed yourself and to come up with your own buffet, and you got to stop and eat at the table and drink from the quiet waters. Can I throw this nugget in there for you? As a pastor, I spend a lot of time in marriages with people who are married. The presence of the Lord is the greatest place you can ever be as a couple. If you find yourself as a couple in a rough patch, in a rough spot, maybe even in trouble, don't run from the house of prayer and worship and miracles, run to it. Don't run from the church, run to it. And come in, messed up, wounded, hurt, scarred, scraped, bruised, battered. It don't matter what you look like. Just get here and open up your arms and say, God, I need you to reign on my marriage. And I'm telling you, he'll turn the fountains of heaven on and rain all over it, man.
and what looked like dry land become lush green pastures and what looked like raging waters become quiet waters that you can drink from because, man, he is for you. He is for you. He is for you. He's for your marriage because it is an absolute snapshot of salvation and his name is on your marriage. Run to the house. I see so many couples, it breaks my heart. They tell me the right answer, but they don't do the right thing. They said, Pastor, my wife and I, my husband and I, we're in a bad patch. We need a church. We need to, we need to be in the church. Well, come. Months go by, never see them. Never see them. It is a shame to know what to do and not to do it. If you know you need to get in his presence to save your marriage, get in his presence to save your marriage. Please, for the love of Jesus. We don't need one more casualty in marriage life. Please, if you need it, get here. Throw up your arms and say, we're a mess. And the other one's like, no, we're not. Don't listen to him. He never thinks he's a mess. He's a mess. Just get here, man. Get in his presence. It will renew you. It will refresh you. Yeah, it'll give you a second wind, man. It'll kick in. Real quick, some of you have run marathons or maybe run a half marathon. Maybe watch one on TV. That's probably where most of you are. <laughs> Amen. Some of you like to watch NASCAR, and then you want to go play NASCAR on Sancti. I've been with you there, too. But <laughs> that's a whole other subject. But, but marathons, along a marathon, you will have what's called drink stations. These little stations set up, got these little cups that got a little about half water in them. If you go by and you need a drink, they'll put a drink in your hand. I believe that many people are running a marathon and they will not slow down and eat at the table of the Lord, and they will not drink from quiet waters. They are running this race 100 miles an hour, chasing everything the world says chase, and they, they stop for a little bit of water, but they're running, and they're trying to get water, and it's throwing, they can't drink it, and they finally just throw the cup down, and they got a little bit of water, and it might get them to the next drink station, but they'll never finish the race. Why? Because they can't live off a sip. They need to drink from the fountain. I'm looking at a bunch of people, man, that are running a marathon fast, like the world says, run it. And Jesus said, listen to me. That's not your race, man. You're in the world, but not of the world. I don't need you to take a drink while you're running. I need you to stop and sit at my table, child, and let the shepherd serve you from his lush grass and let him quiet waters that are raging in your life and you get down and you drink, man. You drink, you drink real fast. Verse three simply says this, he restores my soul. Please look at me. Please look at me. Nobody, nobody, and I mean nobody, restores a soul like the soul maker. Come on, church. Nobody, listen to me. If you're listening to me online, you're like, dude, I've tried this. I've tried this relationship. I've tried this. I've tried Facebook, TikTok. i tried them all, man. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Nothing's going to give you and your soul what it needs like the soul maker. 
We've got to sit with the soul maker. He'll restore it. He'll restore it, man. He'll restore it. Nobody can do it like he can do it. He says, I'll, he guides me in the path of righteousness. Psalm 119, 105 says, your word, your word is what? A lamp to what? My feet. And then what is the word? A light into my path. Listen to me. Some of us are trying to see 10 miles down the road. What are you going to do with your life now as you graduate? What are you going to do with that degree? What are you going to do the rest of your life? What kind of job do you want for? You're going to go to the next job? You're going to do this? You're going to get this? going to do this? I don't know. Right, you don't know. Why don't you sit with the one who does know? See, some of y'all are trying to look 10 miles down the road. Why don't you look at the 10 toes under you? Why don't you let the lamp light up your feet so then your feet will know the path of righteousness? Because a man that's blind should not walk without a guide. The word of God is your nourishment. Word of God is your lamp. The word of God is your light. You want to know what God has for you 10 years from now? Figure out where your 10 toes are now in the word of God, and he'll open that path up for you. He said, well, why would he do all that, preacher? It's a good question. I'll tell you why he does it all. Just the way he ends verse three, for his name's sake. <laughs> it's not my name, man. See, I serve a position called the pastor of this church, but the ultimate pastor is Jesus. I'm not. I'm not worthy. It's not my name. It's his name. See, as a child of his, as his sheep, he's my shepherd. I what? I bear his name, man. Everywhere I go, I bear his name. Whose name's on the line? Not my name. His name. Why? Because as Moses said in Exodus 33, show me your glory. I'm your sheep. You're my shepherd. The kind of sheep I am reflects on the shepherd. Amen? If you know him as your shepherd, you're going to want to please him as a sheep. But if you really don't know him as your shepherd, guess what you don't? I don't care about that shepherd. Yeah, you care one day. Because one day every knee will bow and every tongue confess that his name is the great name. Listen to me. Jesus said, I love you, my sheep. And I want a relationship with you. I want to be your shepherd. I want to lead you to green pastures. I want the quiet raging water so you can drink from it. I want to guide you in the path of righteousness. Why? To show you off? Eh, really to show me off. It's my name. It's my name. I'm going to invite you to stay in church. As the worship team comes out, if you're on the ministry team, I'm going to invite you to come this morning. There's questions on the table. But one of the most important questions on the table is, is he your shepherd? If you answer no other question today, answer that. 
Because if you could answer really quick, yes, he's my shepherd. I know when I met him, he changed my life. Then all the rest of 23rd Psalms is what he can do in your life and wants to do in your life. But if you don't know him as your shepherd, you can't pull off the rest of that. The sheep must know the shepherd. They must know his voice. Let your spirit inside of you testify with his spirit that he knows you and you know him. And if you're not sure today, today, my friends, is a day of salvation. Don't keep trying. Don't keep trying to do something that you can't do. If you could have done it, he wouldn't have had to do the cross. Simple as that. Let me pray. And I want you to do only one thing today. Do what the Holy Spirit said. You're always gonna win that way. Don't do what I say. Don't do it because you like me or not like me. Do it because the Holy Spirit said. Father, we love you. God, your presence is sweet. It's where we need to be every day. You never stop giving to your sheep. You're good, 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 God. And you love us and you're crazy about us. So God, you've spoken today. You've called our name. You spoke right where we're at, right in our mess, right in our good stuff. But God, you spoke. We're held responsible for what we've heard. I pray, Father, out of obedience and love for you, we'll say yes to you. God, thank you. Thank you for all that you've done. Thank you for being a good shepherd. Lord, we love you. As we worship now, may we be obedient to the Holy Spirit in Christ's name. Amen, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram by using the church at Bushland and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.